Okay, so I just went to the grocery store, bought a bunch of things. Very excited to have them in stock in my refrigerator. One of them was an accidental purchase. I'm not sure if you've ever experienced that, but I accidentally bought hamburger buns. I'm not having a grill out. I'm not making hamburgers or veggie burgers of any sort. It was just a mistake. I thought I was buying this strange gluten-free bread I tend to like, and instead I accidentally got these hamburger buns. And you know what? It's a real gift. (laughs) I'm so excited because when I was a kid, I had this after-school snack that I would make. I believe I've spoken about this somewhere in the archive of this podcast, or perhaps it was on Spiraling. But do you know that feeling when you come home from school, perhaps you were a latchkey kid like myself, perhaps you were alone, perhaps you had some time to kill or procrastinate prior to homework or TV or dancing to the radio. That's what I would do. And I would also sit in the kitchen on the floor and make the same snack. And let me tell you what it was. And you might want to fast forward if you're um, grossed out easily by odd foods, because I would take a hamburger bun, which we tended to always have. I, I don't know why my mom had them. She really loved a turkey burger that she would make on the on the George Foreman grill. Anyway, we always had these hamburger buns. I would take one of those, spread some Jiffy peanut butter, as well as a bit of honey, I believe. And I'd pop that bad boy into the microwave. Yeah, that's what I'd do. And it'd become soft. It'd become a pastry of sorts. And let me tell you, I just made a version of that. I don't have a microwave. I didn't have any honey on hand, so it wasn't an exact replica. But you know what? It scratched the edge. And you know what else was a big part of my childhood? Today's guest, Kelly Rowland. Yes, the Kelly Rowland from Destiny's Child. And no, no, she's not actually really our guest because I'm not actually speaking with her. But what I'm about to play you is a clip from a new podcast, a podcast better than this one that you're listening to and perhaps subscribe to right now. And that podcast is called, Yeah, I Fucked That Up. I'm going to say that again. It's, yeah, I fucked that up because I believe I perhaps, dare I say it, I fucked up saying the title, Yeah, I Fucked That Up. But it is a weekly interview podcast hosted by Billy Mann. Billy holds many titles songwriter, entrepreneur, father, philanthropist, and now joining me as podcast host. (laughs) Throughout his career, he's worked alongside many marquee names in entertainment, including Jessica Simpson, Pink, so many. I'm looking at this banger after banger, to be honest with you, on this Billy Mann songs playlist that was sent to me, but these are songs that he wrote and produced and worked on in in some capacity. And anyway, he's dipping his toe on into this arena and that one being podcasting. So alongside these artists that, that he's 
spoken to, their biggest achievements are what they're known for, but it's their biggest failures that made them who they are. We often say this on Spiraling, my other podcast that I host with Serena, something that her dad says, which is success teaches you nothing. So this podcast is is all about failure. And in each episode, Billy will discuss those failures with his guests, actors, novelists, musicians, CEOs, and draw from it a potent combination of laughter and inspiration from the stories that they share that are really quite vulnerable. So key guests include L.A. Reid, Allie and AJ, and yes, Kelly Rowland, Destiny's Child member and incredible artist, solo artist. And yes, the song Dilemma that we know and and love. Oh, that one. Anyway, you're about to hear a clip of Billy speaking with Kelly Rowland. I just listened to it myself, and when it ended, I was like, oh, man, I wanted to keep that going, which is like the best feeling in radio, right? Like that's the Ira Glass driveway test, right, where you want to sit in your driveway instead of going inside to hear the end of your podcast, which at the time was probably radio and you probably couldn't just pop in your headphones and continue to listen on your Sono speakers when you get indoors. But you know what? It was a different time. So anyway, here is not my conversation, but Billy Mann's conversation with Kelly Rowland on the new podcast that I highly recommend you subscribe to right now, wherever you listen to podcasts. It's called Yeah, I Fucked That Up, a weekly interview show hosted by Billy Mann. Give it a go. I had written a song with you called Love, Love Lives, Lives in, in Strange, Strange Places. Places. That was your first solo record. Yes. Stole, right? Yes. And what was that like, that experience being a solo artist? Petrifying. You know this. <laughs> no, but I mean, <laughs> you were right no, but, there. but how did you manage that? You're a part of this massive, the biggest girl group in the history of music. Yeah. And then you put out a solo record. How did that manifest for you? I mean, at the time, it was like I, I had to get it done. You know what I mean? Because everything was moving, you know, from Dilemma. Because mm-hmm. Dilemma was like the moving train that wouldn't stop moving. So it's like, all right, time for you to start and finish your solo project. Dilemma came out, and this is your first solo moment. Yes. And it was number one everywhere. It was like yeah. number one on Jupiter. It was number one. <laughs> In every country, but was it like, okay, my first time out the gate is the biggest number one? I didn't think about it like that. If anything, to be honest, it scared me. You know what I mean? Because I was like doing it without Michelle and B next to me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to fail. I didn't want to fall on my face. And I was just like, well, what do I need to do? What does it need to sound like? What do I need to look like? It was Mm -hmm. so many questions that I asked myself. I kept thinking of, how do I actually make this be great and successful? Mm. What's the hardest no you've ever received? I mean, it wasn't a no, but it was the way Sony let me go. That really did a number on me. I was really fucking pissed. So mad that I curse. What led up to it? You were working on a project like... I wasn't working on a project. So you're notified. No, no. I saw it on the internet. It like, it spread like wildfire. What did it say? 
it said, oh, shit, it was something like Kelly Rowland is no longer a viable artist or something like that. And I was like, what the f- does that mean? Because you had been an artist with Sony for how long? The beginning of my career. Right. 15, 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And did anybody from the company call you and say, this is horrible or? I don't remember anyone from the company calling me to say that. Not one person. But I could be wrong because like I said, that time is so fuzzy for me and very much so a trauma space that I still need to do some tapping on. And then do you feel like everybody sort of runs away from the explosion? Yeah, I thought that people wouldn't want to work with me. I thought the industry didn't want to have anything to do with me. And that wasn't the case at all. But it was them. Like, we'd worked together for so long. So it was just like, dang, why would y'all, why are we in things like that? So. Did you feel like, who's going to sign me? Yeah. I definitely felt like I didn't have any value. What about the no from them hurt the most? It was public. You tried to humiliate me and you tried to devalue me. And that did not stick very well. It was probably one of the most hurtful moments of my life, for sure. And why I let it mean so much to me, it was all I'd known. They were all I'd known. And shit, I was still signing them as Destiny's Child. You want me to be nice to you? You know what I mean? It was like really, really wrong. Yeah, so I was disappointed in how that all went down. But you got right back up Mm -hmm. and put your elbows up and said, get out of my fucking way. Yeah. Then you have When Love Takes Over with David Guetta. Because I heard that song in a taxi in Paris. David played it for me. He was like, Billy, I have this song. And he didn't know that you and I were like really close. And I heard the song. At the time, I was really down myself. And... I remember I heard this song and I was like, I'm going to put everything on this. Like, because I love David. I loved the song and it was you. And I knew you had just come out of the Sony situation. And I was grappling with my own imposter syndrome. It's like, I'm all of a sudden, I'm the president of a huge company. And I remember just wanting to find something that I was willing to risk my life on. Yeah. And, It was your record with David, which was massive. It is one of the biggest hits of your career now and David's. You then went on and you signed a new deal with Motown. Yeah. And then after Motown and a series of records and features and movies and TV shows and getting married to Tim and motherhood, do you look back at that? period, and think this was exactly the way it was supposed to be? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm more grateful. I definitely say I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more grateful for all of that that happened because I think that it shaped me into the woman, into the performer, into the wife, into the artist that I needed to be for now. Okay, that was a clip from Yeah, I Fucked Up, hosted by Billy Mann. Give it a go. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and I will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Obviously, this is not a 
a typical episode, you saw the length and know that I could never be that concise if I tried. Although I will try and I'm going to let you go now, but have a great week and I will see you on the internet and back here next week.